Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Make your winning move today and bet at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS and claim your deposit match. Redeemable up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And Gators Breakdown is proud to partner with America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree and use code GatorsFree for free breakfast for life with active subscription. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC and at Gators Breakdown. And it is the countdown to early signing day right here on Gators Breakdown. And nobody do it better than with than Corey Bender from Gators Online on 3 Network. Corey, you and I were talking a little bit right before we came on here, but uh, maybe a little bit of a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster for Florida <laughs> the, the last few weeks, <laughs> last few months uh, on this recruiting trail for the Gators. Had that hot summer. Uh, we were wondering what the season would hold, and it looks like Florida's maybe having to hang on for dear life here uh, as, as we get closer to early signing day. But uh, transfer portal, high school recruiting, uh, as, as the moniker goes, there's never a dull moment. Absolutely, Dave. And um, as always, man, thanks for having me on. And yeah, I think it's a different type of cycle, man. And I always kind of say every cycle, um, everyone can be an off-season all-star, but it's about when those games are played and how the how the season rolls out. Can you keep some of these guys? And obviously, can you change the mind of some of these guys if you are playing really well, flipping guys down the line? And uh, Florida, like you and I were talking about, I think it could be a lot worse given just the drama and decommitments. Because, you know, once one kid decommits, it sometimes could be kind of a rippling effect and it kind of follows and kind of, um, other guys follow. And the, we saw that, but it, it really could have been worse. You know, Florida's still ranked inside the top 10, multiple five stars, obviously, in the class. So, yeah, like I said, it's going to be an interesting sign day, and uh, we'll see who stays with the Gators, and we'll see if uh, Florida can, you know, pull off some surprises. Yeah, that's the one thing that we'll get into before I let you go. Any surprises out there for the Gators? But, hey, plenty to get into right here. As we said, transfer portal gets for the Gators. Uh, an unfortunate decommitment. Not, not necessarily a surprise, but uh, we'll get into that too uh, as well as Xavier Filsomey flips from Florida to Texas. Uh, and, of course, maybe other flips, maybe flips towards Florida. We'll see. We'll count down all of it right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. So before you 
Before we go even further, hit that like button. That really goes a long way. And look, it's the holiday season. Give me some likes right there, out, out there right here on YouTube. And subscribe to Gators Breakdown right here on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. All that support goes a long way right here on Gators Breakdown. And you continue the conversation right there on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. You get access to that by becoming a Gators Breakdown Plus member. Link is in the description. Extra episodes ad-free episodes, newsletters, Q&A, all that good stuff right there. Gators Breakdown Plus. One more time. Link is in the description. So, Corey, let's, uh, of course, Florida got two commitments through the transfer portal over the weekend, uh, but they did get one more here as you and I record here on this Monday. Triquez Bridges, the defensive back from Oregon, and look, versatile piece in the secondary. He wants to play safety at Florida. Um, Florida, he's Said Florida's told him he'll play safety here. So great size Florida has on the back end of this defense. Six foot three, 200 pounds. Uh, and you look at his highlights, man, and very physical for a defensive back, not afraid of contact, certainly a presence the Gators can use and, and attacks downhill. And look, I think when you start looking at it for Florida, um, he you can use that veteran presence back there to help push Jordan Castell, Bryce Thornton from this past year, give them competition, give the position some depth, provide a good rotation. His breakout season came in 2022, 13 games for the Ducks. He started those career high, 49 tackles, five passes defended, three interceptions, a forced fumble, earned Pac-12 third-team selection from Pro Football Focus. Uh, but last year in 2023, he was surpassed on the depth chart. Uh, still managed to put up 16 tackles this past year, uh, but looks like Florida also maybe catches a break a bit playing for Dan Lanning and that Oregon defense. A little bit of scheme familiarity here with Bridges. No, absolutely, man. And um, you hear a lot of kids say, "Hey, I'm six foot three, and then you really see them that might be six one and a half or six two. But this kid is legit six three. You know, he's a big kid, and that was the first thing I sent to him when we saw him after the OV, and, and I asked him, "You know, where does Florida like you?" And I thought the start position could kind of be a good fit for him as well. I just feel like he has, like you said, Dave, that physicality, but he can cover as well. And I just think you have a lot of options with this, with this kid. And, and, and you even go back. Yeah, I know you said pro football focus 13, but those stats, I'm surprised he wasn't even a second team. I yeah. mean, that was a really good year. He had two seasons ago. So you have a guy who obviously can defend the pass. He's physical. And I just think it was about just getting a fresh, uh, a little bit of fresh scenery. And that's what makes it good in college football. You always have competition. And But I think with Florida, you know, with Jordan Castelli, like you said, I mean, it gives them a veteran experience, a veteran's uh, presence. And he even said that after his OB, he said, you know, they're looking for, you know, me taking on the role, being like a big brother to these guys. You kind of show him the ropes because I've played a lot of ball. And I just think overall he's a good fit. He's also from Alabama, too. So he gets to come back to the Southeast. And I think that probably played a little bit of a factor, too. So when you look at Bridges, I think for him, it was probably the total package. You know, obviously opportunity to kind of get a fresh start. I think, like you said, Dave, a good scheme fit. And he's from the Southeast. And like you said, Florida needs obviously depth, but they could use some experience. A lot of young guys were relied upon this past season. And any guy like Bridges, I think will be interesting. I think he still has some good potential left. Yeah, I think one more interesting part about it I just kind of thought about was for him, his best season came in his first season with Dan Lanning. So, you know, he was able to he was able to pick up that defense pretty quick and be a pretty good player in it. Yeah, and, and that's what's crazy. You kind of—I'm I'm sure if you're an Oregon fan, you say, "Man, it's a big DB. He's productive. It's probably one of those guys that they didn't want to see go. They're like, hey, just give him a shot. Maybe hopefully he challenges for another starting job.' So I think when you look at him, and also to Davis' character, I know when we were talking to him, um, <laughs> I know us and being in the journalism field, like we, we kind of take note of the stuff. But like, good eye contact, good for a handshake, just a mature kid. 
who can kind of bring that leadership and kind of like that captain like mindset. I'm not saying he's going to be a captain, but he could be by talking to him, one of those guys that people kind of look up to for leadership type stuff as well. Good deal. Yeah. Good size right there. Good Florida, some depth out there on the back end. Um, certainly, uh, I, I think a big position um, uh, of need, just, you know, even, even Miguel Mitchell, you know, transferred out too. So depth got hit uh, for Florida yeah. uh, on the back end. Yep. So certainly adding some experience depth here. And hey, look, Corey, that's kind of what, I mean, that's what you expected to transfer portal a little bit, but all three mm-hmm. of these transfer portal acquisitions Florida's gotten in the last couple of days, I mean, there's a ton of snaps with all these, all three of these guys so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like Joey Slackman, I know some people say, well, you always come from an Ivy league and stuff like that. And you just look at his offer sheet. That's why these coaches get paid the way they do, you know, scouting department. You see all those schools, big time schools come offering him right away. Um, and then the thing, another really good, just a good person too. And I think with Napier, you've kind of looked at that throughout his time at Florida. He, he recruits a lot of good high character kids. And Slackman's interesting, man, because like he was telling us that, you know, he got the pen, wasn't even a football player, he's a wrestler. Yeah. And picked up football, and here we are. And even when we were interviewing him, he was saying, this is all new to me. It's fun. I've never had attention like this. And, um, yeah, so it, it, it's fun. I think Florida in the trenches, obviously, they needed death, but they also needed a little bit of a talent upgrade as well. And I think Slackman's an interesting fit because he's not your natural, really big kid over the nose who's going to kind of, you know, gap fill. You know, he's not one of those type of guys, but he can't play inside. I think he can, you know, split out as well. I think he gives you some positional versatility. and obviously another high character kid. So um, it's exciting, man. I think a lot of these kids, you know, that Florida's recruiting, you know, like you said, a lot of snaps, a lot of experience, and that's what they need. All right, Corey. So there we go. What that, that was a transfer portal update there for the Gators. Two commitments on Sunday, one on Monday. And now, unfortunately, uh, right here as we headline on this Monday as well, uh, some bad news for the Gators. Not a complete surprise, of course, but – all right, they're on their own three rankings in the, uh, the team rankings, of course. The Gators fall to seventh today after safety Xavier feels to me flips from Florida to Texas. He had that visit to Texas this past weekend. Uh, and the telling quote that I found out there, Corey, was Coach Raymond was fired. They brought in Coach Will Harris. I made the decision before I met Will Harris. And while I had some second thoughts, I wanted to stick to my word with Texas. I don't know the – I don't know the future that Florida is going to have. Uh, so that's kind of we led this episode with with the roller coaster of Florida recruiting, the season Florida had. Uh, you know, it, you know for a fact that Texas and other schools out there that Florida is in on the, some of these battles are the negative recruiting about you don't know the future at Florida right now. I'm sure that played a heavy, heavy you know angle in feels to me flipping from Florida to Texas. Yeah, and I know Dave, too. People talk about how he's from Florida initially. His mom lives in Orlando. And obviously, those are big pluses. But when you're a, a, when you're a recruit ranked this high, um, a lot of these kids do their best to kind of separate fandom and try to make a business decision. And if you really do separate that and you're, you're not biased and you look at his situation, it's really not, like you said, it's really not too much of a surprise. I know the kid loves Florida. You know, obviously, the, the school's always had a place in his heart. And I'm sure it was tough telling these coaches no, but you know, with what Texas is building, where they're ranked on the field, and obviously, just kind of the momentum they have right now, you know, uh, it didn't really shock me too much. And I think the OB was kind of the um, the cherry on top as far as timing. We all kind of we always talk about the timing of OBs and when a school hosts a kid right before sign day and has that last um, they're the last school to have face to face contact. That can always be big. We uh, we were kind of leaning towards Texas even before the OB, so. Not too surprised. And I will say this. 
he's a big time athlete, a lot of upside, but I would actually say he's more of a five star athlete than safety. Oh, he's a four star now. I don't know which um which recruiting service dropped him, but you know, he's a four star overall consensus now. And I, I think he's more of an athlete with a lot of potential to play safety. He's a hard hitter, but even as coaches have said, you know, there's a long way to go as far as, you know, actually the ins and outs of playing the safety position. So it's definitely a blow. I mean, he's a highly rated kid, an All-American type of talent secondary. But I think overall, um, like you said, I think it wasn't as bad because, you know, a lot of people were expecting it. Yeah, so, Corey, we'll stay on the storyline of defensive backfield, and maybe you can glean more info on this. I've been asked about it, and so we'll stay in the defensive backfield, and now we'll go to an uncommitted target because safety Gregory Smith's kind of been the hot name now for Florida as you know one of the next possible commits for the Gators. Um, is the interest in him, was it tied to Filsamy and the rumors of him flipping to Texas at all, or were the Gators looking at adding another safety anyway? Yeah, they're looking to add another safety. I know it's been brought up quite a bit. And, um, yeah, there is no connection between them. Um, he was just a kid, obviously, in the Tampa area that, you know, top shelf size, man. Another big kid that kind of flew on the radar. He plays quarterback. Another one of those kind of do-it-all athletes in his high school that kind of was more of a late bloomer. And Florida really fell in love with him. And I spoke to a source close to the program, you know, about several weeks ago. Um, regarding that same situation. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying about Phil Same really at this point in his career be more of an athlete um, who's going to play safety. That I've, Someone told me that, hey, who's going to have the better career? Who has a higher ceiling at safety? And you kind of think about Greg Smith, you think about that when you're talking about just potential. And, you know, it, it was a kind of a valid question. So it shows how high Florida is on Greg Smith. Um, as far as what he can be down the road as a pure safety. Um, but yeah, I think I think overall, I mean, it'd be pretty surprising if he doesn't pick Florida on Wednesday. You know, he'll be committing, I think it's around one o'clock or so. Um, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, some other schools are in the mix, but we feel confident about Florida. I think, like you said, bearing any surprises, he should be a gator later this week. All right, sounds good. So yeah, no, not necessarily a makeup pick for Xavier Fields to me, but one uh good to hear that Florida feels really, really confident in. Uh, that I can make a player yep. down the road. So, all right, we got plenty more to get into. We'll get to DJ Lagway. We'll get to a lot of the high school angle of this as well before we you know, finish up with Corey. But, hey, before we get there, don't pass up a chance. That easy cash with my bookie. My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. So you can turn that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Bet on the NFL. All the college bowl games are play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, well, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie, use promo code GATERS, and claim your deposit match redeemable up to $1,000. One more time, that's promo code GATERS to claim your bonus. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your home this holiday season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With my bookie. And continue the most wonderful time of the year. You can make it even more wonderful by using America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Your holiday sh- sh- shopping is made a bit easier by shopping online. So why not make your meal prep easier too this holiday season? Skip that extra trip to the grocery store and instead get fresh ingredients and delicious recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. The most wonderful time of the year can also be a season of saving. So you can save money this month with fresh recipes delivered cheaper than takeout. And with pre-portioned ingredients, you'll never waste money on excess food. One of my favorites right now, the breakfast. All that 
quick, easy breakfast that HelloFresh gets to you. Those egg bites, you pop them in the microwave and you got a fast, easy, tasty, hot breakfast. So you're still looking for a different kind of gift this holiday season. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree. Use code GatorsFree for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree with code GatorsFree. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, Corey, let's get back to it. And look, despite all the other schools coming after him, DJ Lagway on campus one more time right before early signing day this past weekend. With Clemson, <laughs> Texas A&M, uh, of course, Houston in there as well as the local Texas, uh, Texas school as well going after him. Seems like yep. really no concern right now with DJ Lagway. Yeah, yeah, Dave. I mean, I, I, I was saying to our, our subscribers and gears online, I thought he was the most most important visitor this past weekend. Yeah. I know some people might frown at that and be like, you know, we need transport, we need immediate help, and that is true. But remember, Florida can also host kids in January as well, so there's going to be plenty of talent to go around. So getting Lagway back on campus, I think even Florida kind of got the hint. They might have felt good. Hey, I think he's going to stick with us, but hey, let's try and get him on campus. He's done it so many times on short notice, too, um, the day of, and he gets down to campus for a game during the season. So I, I think overall with Florida, you know, obviously it's the familiarity. Um, he's comfortable there. You know, Ryan O'Hara, Billy Napier, he has a lot of trust in those guys. And when you go to that many games, you're, even just the tailgates, you know, you're going to the games all that many times, you get used to the people around town. It just it feels like that second home, and I think – Obviously, NIL, I know, obviously, from everything we've heard, you know, that obviously Florida came, yeah. to, came to play at that department. And, you know, I think it's set up perfectly for him, too. And I don't think, I mean, if you're a big-time recruit, obviously you want to play as soon as you can. Every kid's a competitor. They want to get on the field. But having that one year to learn under a guy like Graham Mertz, who has played two big major conferences, who's playing well, I think that's a good redshirt year. I don't want to say redshirt, you know, because he might be the pure backup, but a good season to be on the sideline watching and observing the college game. So I think overall, I think it's a good situation. And a lot of people don't really talk about this either, Dave, too, but it's like when you're a school like Florida, I mean, I always say it's probably not the best always just to commit to a coach. You commit to a school because you want to be there in the offseason, live there. But when it comes to Florida, you know, Billy Napier doesn't work out. The chances of you getting another hot coaching candidate, a guy who's, you know, all in the headlines and all that type of stuff, I mean, the chances are very high. So, you know, I think with Lagway, he sees everything he wants at Florida, and um, he's just happy there. I think it's just a total package for him. Yeah, Corey, certainly, you know, with the way this, you know, the storylines of this recruiting class and the decommitments and flips uh, has went so far, 
you know, it, it lets you know, you know, this this guy here is what kind of the linchpin of the <laughs> class. There was no way Billy Napier could really afford to lose him. So, thank thankfully, thankfully he'll uh, he'll, he'll be a Gator. It sounds like uh, it looks like come yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, I mean that's what he said. He's locked in, and like you said, I know schools are going to keep reaching out until that final buzzer. But yeah, all signs. You know, I think this. You know, as he said, you know, we have to kind of go by his word. He's always been truthful about this. You know, he's locked in. So. Yeah, we'll see. I should be. Uh, fair. I think he'll be signing. I believe I talked to him this afternoon. It should be around four thirty Eastern time. The ceremony, okay. um, but obviously a lot of these kids are saying they're, uh, you know, the letter intends in way before that. So we'll see what, when they announce it. Yeah, that four thirty time is usually when uh, the coaches kind of are almost getting ready for that evening press conference on early signing day. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Billy Dempsey would like to have. Reminds us of Kamari Wilson a few years ago <laughs> when we we're waiting for the, the signature and everything. Yeah, I know. Hopefully. I don't think we're going to have many of those situations this year, but um, I would imagine his gets sent in much yeah. earlier than that. But we'll see. Yeah, I would imagine so as well. Uh, he'll he'll get to school. He'll fax it in first thing in the morning, but then have that ceremony later in the day anyway. That's that, that, that's, that's probably how it will play out. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he doesn't, Gear Nation will freak out and then he'll catch wind of it. <laughs> We'll put a tweet out and then probably send it in quicker. So I think either way, we want to wait the whole day. There we go. Um, looking at the top of the class, of course, Corey, on the defensive side of the ball is L.J. McCray, and the top defender in Florida's class made some noise with recent trips to Auburn and Florida State. Gators still seem in good shape right now. And, Corey, I will ask this in addition to the latest on him. Is this the type of player that can play right away for Florida? Can, as a true freshman with some position versatility you know, to his name, do you see an instant impact in the SEC? This schedule Florida has coming up in 24 where he can be a guy Florida slots in in the trenches year one. Yeah, no, I definitely do. I mean, it's not often when you hear about that, about kids, obviously, especially on the O-line, but in the trenches all together. But I think it's 6'6", about 280. I mean, he already has college-ready size. And over time, he's going to get stronger. He's going to you know, add more quality weight and strength, you know, especially as a mid-year enrollee. Um, but yeah, I definitely think, especially if you think you're ready for spring ball, he's too talented, too big, too strong not to see the field early. And I think, like you said, Dave, um, you have versatility with him as well. I think when you watch his film, I love his physicality, good hand usage, and plays with good technique and um, a lot of kind of finesse moves for a bigger kid. And that's the thing I think that separates him. He's not this guy that can just who just leans on you and overpowers high school kids. He, you know, he has good hand movement. He's he's fairly shows that he's uh, you know his dad's a coach. He's learned a lot throughout his life. So I think overall, I think you know Mike Pearson's his positional coach on the edge, but I think he can obviously play inside too. He'll probably play around three hundred pounds. He his. The way his role is going to be, I think he's a more athletic Gervon Dexter as far as his size, and that's the way I kind of view him. Gervon was more, more strictly inside and more of a big kid. Where I kind of view McCray as a bigger kid who's kind of a little bit more light on his feet. That's the way I view him. Mm, that sounds like a good package there. So, <laughs> and, and then the thing is, Gervon, I'm a dire Lions fan. He sacked the Lions two weeks ago. Yeah. First, so everything, everything's going right for him right now. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think it's a bad comparison. There we go. There we go. So, let's stay in Daytona. And if we're looking at maybe a surprise, if we're looking at some additions to this class, well, we may have to wait a little bit for Zay Mincy, but looks like that decision might come Wednesday, might let the staff know, but. We might have to wait till early January for a, a, a public decision because he'll be at an all-star game. Um, 
is this one as close as it sounds like between Florida, Miami, and Bama? So, Corey, I'll, I'll, I'll present it both ways. Why Florida, and then why not Florida? I think why Florida is just, it kind of goes back with kind of a little bit of McCray, just a familiarity, the comfort level. I mean, I put a prediction for Florida way back in March, and it just he was, at the time, his recruitment was, not, I mean, he was known as a national recruit, but it wasn't as, he didn't do, do as many interviews. He wasn't as known as, like, the top 100 at the time, so he didn't take many visits. So I always thought Florida just going on the business position well. Um, but at the same time, he doesn't reveal too much. Every visit he goes on, you can tell he has a good time, and you can tell it's very close, but I think with Florida, um, it's that comfort level, the familiarity, the distance from home. It's not too far. Um, the SEC, and I asked him all through the process with Corey Raymond, just you know his resume and the, you know, that being a factor. And he used to always tell me, "Hey, it's that's awesome. I mean, I love to play for a coach who obviously had, who's had that type of success, but you know, it's not like a, a game breaker for me." And I always remember that. So when they went through the coaching transition, I think the timing of it hurt Florida just because just from the the people relationship with Corey Raymond, just put aside football. It's just that's been his main recruiter for a while. But I think overall, I was told last week on Thursday, quote unquote, that, you know, the in-home went, went very good. Um, so I think it's so tough. I think it's like a coin flip right now between Florida and Miami. And I didn't change my prediction to Miami. I lowered my confidence percentage to about 50-50. Uh, but Alabama's still known as that dark horse. His brother played at Alabama State. So there's some familiarity with that state as well. But I think they're the third team. You know, I can see them winning out, but I would probably give the slight, slight edge to Miami over Florida as of today. Um, but I'm not confident saying that. So it's like he's really the mystery kid as far as not what schools are under he's considering, but where he can land. He's uh, making a lot of people guess right now. All right, well, talking about guessing, and here we go. <laughs> a couple of flip targets right here um, as we – or flip candidates here for part of Florida's class right now as we you know record this on, on a late Monday. So, you know, maybe closer to 50-50 propositions here. And, look, it was somewhat of a surprise to see Adarius Hayes visit Miami this past weekend. Uh, you know, Florida's supposed to be there visiting him as well. Uh, and, look, the Miami side's starting to feel good. But some in the Florida camp still feel good as well. Uh, is this one trending ever so slightly towards Miami as well? Yeah, I would say right now it is, uh, Dave. I, it's you know, and the thing is, if you would have told me this months and months ago, I probably would have laughed because you know this kid was Florida throughout his whole life. I mean, everything has just been like, hey, I've been a Gator my whole life. I'm going to all the games, and but when he did take that first Miami visit during the season, he said. Hey, you know, it's a business thing. You know, it's a business trip. And that made me realize, hey, he's watching Florida season. I'm sure Miami's kind of putting some doubt in his mind a little bit. And, you know, then after that, he he shut down his recruitment. Yeah. And to me, that shows that the kid's torn. And I know a lot of Florida fans are like, well, you know, stop, you know, stop being so, you know, all the drama in this. I really think the kid's kind of torn because, you know, Florida is what he's known his whole life. But, you know, Miami, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's they're not too. I mean, they went seven and five. It's nothing too much different. But you know, there's he obviously has a connection to those coaches too. And they had a better season, so it's going to be very interesting. And they got the final visit, and then Florida didn't get a meeting that final week because, like you know, Dave, they were supposed to visit him on Friday, yeah. and he was already opted to Coral Gables, which that was a stinger not to have that final meeting. So. As of today, I'm probably giving Miami the slight edge. That's how I felt the last 24 hours. But look, the same thing with Mincy. It wasn't enough for me to change my prediction to Miami. I still think there's optimism on the Florida side. When it comes down to crunch time with Adarius Hayes, when he has to sign, 
you know, those thoughts are creeping your mind. And I'm sure for him, it's going to start happening. So it's tough right now. I don't think even he has a sure decision, but I think as far as a momentum standpoint, you have to favor Miami as of today. Yeah, Corey, I think the part that hurts is knowing Florida had that visit on Friday and he goes to Miami anyway. Like if it was just if Florida would have had that visit on Friday and he and he goes to Coral Gables on Saturday and Sunday, then okay, you know, I I, I probably yes. wouldn't feel so leaning towards Miami. But knowing Florida is supposed to come in home and you leave anyway, that that raises some flags. Yeah, and that was the thing too. I mean, I, I spoke to the source in Gainesville, you know, leading up to that Friday morning. It was you know, I think it was early that morning or late the night before. And yeah, that was early that morning. And they they believe for, for some of the uh, Florida can't believe he was already on the way to Coral Gables. I knew Jay Bateman was supposed to go visit him and I think Austin Armstrong as well. And um yeah, he was out the door fairly early that morning. So I know Florida all along, they feel like they've done everything they can here, you mm-hmm. know, from the hospitality standpoint, they've really you know, kind of went the extra mile for him. They've been recruiting the heck out of him even when he's committed. But I know Florida feels comfortable even with Aaron Childs and Miles Graham. They believe Miles – I know Florida believes he's a, one of the best linebackers in the country who will play year one. So I know if for some reason Hayes was to leave, they're still happy with the class. And, you know, they're still trying to keep him in the class. But out of all three of them, I think Hayes is probably the least likely to see the field of year one. Um, and that's more from a technical standpoint. Um, you know, because he's a big kid. If you see him in person – he passes the eye test. He's a really big kid. Um, but I kind of watch his film, and, you know, he's a little heavy-footed in his transitions and stuff like that. So from a scheme standpoint, I just think he needs more time to kind of loosen up. But to wrap it all up in the one, I think, uh, yeah, I think right now Miami, you have to give them the momentum as of today. All right, one more that's catching the eye of everybody. Defensive lineman Amaris Williams caught everybody's attention over the weekend with the War Damn Eagle tweet <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> and, you know, it seems like he's been on flip watch for months now. Okay, it was Ohio State at one time, and now it maybe seems like Auburn. Florida still feels good in some ways, so down the stretch here, and now maybe Auburn's the team to beat as he's going to make an announcement on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was Ohio State and Tennessee was mentioned for a bit, and now here we're at Auburn. And yeah, as of right now, Dave, I know last week Florida met with him. Um, they had an in-home, I believe it was Billy Napier, Jay Bateman, and Austin Armstrong. And I was told it went very well And you know, with the kid and his mom. And I think it's more just the other schools and their situation. I think the thing where hurt Florida was is, you know, obviously Florida wasn't winning at the time where his recruitment was really kind of taking a few turns. Yeah. And I know Auburn in the NIL in the NIL column from what, cause I know they're really lacking D linemen and they're really coming hard for, for kids in that class. So I know NIL's um, somewhat of a factor here as well. I just think right now um, momentum, like you said, is favors Auburn. There is still some optimism in the Florida camp and some actually believe that his mother kind of prefers Florida, maybe as far as the personal relationships and just knowing them for a while. But when it comes down to the kids' decision, I think you got to favor Auburn as of today. You can't rule out Ohio State. You really can't rule out Florida. You know, we're still yeah, the Florida's still holding out hope, but I think you said it right, Dave. Auburn's the school. Definitely feeling the best heading into Wednesday. Right, and one more commit that Gators, you know, came out of the weekend that might be on flip watch, but maybe not so now. We'll go to the offensive side, and that's why receiver Isaiah Williams had that Maybe somewhat a surprise trip to Texas A&M this past weekend. There's some positive vibes coming out of that. Uh, but probably the feeling that the home state Gators went out here in the end. Yeah, I just, Dave, I just don't think there was enough time on the A&M side. And mm. I think and that's kind of happens when Florida is when their new staff. You kind of come in late. You try to – hopefully you knew this kid at a previous stop. And I know with Isaiah Williams with Mike Elko, you know, Duke and them weren't really linked to his recruitment at all. 
Um, and I, I think it's interesting. The previous Texas A&M stuff offered. So when, when that all happened, I kind of looked at his recruitment because I would ask him about other in-homes. He wouldn't respond to Texas about that. Hmm. Even when I sent text messages about that, I always found that interesting. I thought, you know, cause he's been at every Florida game, you know, Florida took a chance on him when other schools backed off after his injury. And so there's a loyalty thing there too. That's why I think um, he'll probably stick with Florida. He's just, you know, he's been around the program so much this year, but with A&M, I mean, it's a first year staff and you can say, obviously, with Florida, if, if, if Billy Napier has another, you know, so-so year, they, I mean, they can very well make a change. So I think if you're Isaiah Williams, you look at A&M, it's a big-time school, and, you know, with a first-year head coach. So he takes a visit, and, you know, I think if this would have happened maybe in November, maybe A&M could really start storming up his list a little bit. But as of right now, I think the expectation for what I've heard from people is that Florida feels good about hanging on. And we'll see, though. Never say never, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep track, you know, keep tabs on it all the way through. All right, Corey, let's go to the running back position before I let you go right here. And is it Jaden Ball or Jadon Ball for Arkansas? I think it's Jaden Ball. I think okay. you had it right. Okay, Jaden. I, I thought yeah. so too, but just making sure. Uh, of course, on campus this past weekend at Bama. And how se- I guess my question is how how serious from the Bama side is the interest? And it seems like there's an imminent flip towards Florida here for, for, for the running back committed to Arkansas, but of course, you know, this late in the cycle, him being at Bama, you think there's some serious interest there, but it seemed like Bama was trying, you know, maybe some different running backs here late in the cycle and trying to bring one in. Yeah, no, there's uh, Alabama right now is linked to about a handful of backs. You know, yeah. It's really kind of musical chairs. I mean, it'll depend on, I'm, I, I don't know each kid's situation, but from what I've heard, if the one kid goes to Alabama, then this kid will end up here. It's kind of, whoever jumps on these spots, it could determine where other kids land. And obviously Jam Ball is one of those kids that kind of came in late who's on their list. And the, the thing is with Florida, which why I'm favoring Florida all along is relationship. And that's always been the most important thing to him. That's why Arkansas for, you know, held his commitment or they still do obviously hold his commitment is because that home like feel being comfortable with that staff. And if, if people out there listening, if they haven't seen Jabbar Jaluk speak or met with him, he's a very, He's one of those guys who can win a living room over. Very genuine, really good. One of those kind of father-type figures, you could say, for a lot of kids, the way he kind of handles recruiting. So I kind of, after the Arkansas game, uh, when they played, he was at that game, committed to Arkansas, and obviously Florida lost. But it was you think it would be an awkward situation, but it wasn't. You know, Ball and Jalou came out of the game together, and you could tell the relationship was really strong. And Ball said he saw opportunity, and I think – he was tracking ETN, obviously, because he was linked to go in the portal for several weeks. And this opens up a lot of carries. So I know that appeals to him. So I think that can kind of switch it more in the Florida's favor. Um, Alabama's Alabama, though. So I know, obviously, if you look at his business, he has all the rings on. And that can really kind of sink into a prospect, you know, when they're there. And, hey, I want to be a part of this. But if it's, if he's telling the truth on what he's really most focused on, I think Florida gets that nod just because of opportunity and relationship. So it's close. Everyone I've talked to um, believes Florida has the edge right now. I don't believe he stays with Arkansas. I think it comes down to Bama and Florida. Uh, but the early vibe about 48 hours out is Florida could, you know, more likely has the edge right now, but it's definitely not done yet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Corey, one player I just want to bring up because of the stats he put up this season, um, just remarkable stats. And at the running back position, Kanan Daniels. I mean, this might be my most intriguing player for Florida's class because he, he keeps rising in the rankings. And just the season stats, 288 carries, 2,737 yards, 29 touchdowns. In the state title game, 28 carries, 253 yards, three touchdowns. Played quarterback, running back. Was a Mr. Football in the state of Alabama. And, you know, while we're talking running back, you know, I bring him up just because he might be one of the more overlooked players in the class. Yeah, I think, too, Dave, when you watch, like you say, he plays quarterback. He's one of those guys that's used to carrying the load. And I think in the SEC, that's important. A guy that's used to kind of shoulder the load. You know, his obviously his cardio is very good. He's used to kind of being the guy and consistently going downhill and always having the ball in his hands. And I think, obviously, in the SEC, with Florida being one of those run-first teams, I think he fits. obviously fits what they want to do very well. And um, I, I like his vision, man. I think he's not the he's not um, a blazer, I would say. He's not one of those guys that's the fastest on the field, but he's, he's very fast. You know, he's, he's definitely quick. And I think for him, he kind of does all the little things well. And and that's the thing. I think he still has some untapped potential as a pure running back because a lot of the times he's taking direct snaps at quarterback and running. I think once he even gets with Jabbar Luke, it really kind of starts learning more and more of the fundamentals. I think more more of that game, even more is going to come out of his game. And I think, obviously, he's a guy that's going to keep getting better. So it's one of those things, too, when you get a guy out of Mississippi who's coveted by Ole Miss and Mississippi State, that's a big deal. I know some people might frown at that, but – you know, when you can get a guy out of that state that's coveted by all those nearby programs, that's, that's, that's a hard thing to do. It's not as easy as it seems. You think it would be being a school like Florida. But, you know, he's about 20 minutes away from Starkville, too. So I, I think overall, I mean, Florida wants to sign two backs in the class. If you can get Bond to flip and you get paired with Daniels, you got to be very pleased. Those are two high-quality kids coming to your running back room. Absolutely, absolutely. And Corey, last thing here, any surprises? And I know we talked about Zay Mincy a bit. Ball maybe flipping from Arkansas. Anything, I mean, I think, you know, uh, <laughs> we, we, we would love for some surprises to happen here with Florida class. So all those flip targets that we just discussed and, you know, I know Jeremiah Smith still hanging out there and kind of maybe seems like a Hail Mary at this point. But, you know, maybe separate from him, you know, any any surprises you, you see could, you know, positively for Florida's class here if in, uh, for early signing day on Wednesday? As of right now, Dave, I don't see many surprises. And part of that reason is just because of what the transfer portal is. Because I think in years past, if you can even think the Florida's first cycle, um, even in years past for other schools, you would see kids get offered maybe the night before signing or the morning of, and they jump on the offer. And those are because they have scholarships left over for these kids. Now schools aren't doing that as much because, mm. hey, we can get, well, instead of taking a kid that's maybe a long term upside guy that we can, you know, we have a spot left to take them. That's getting a media contributor in the portal. So it's kind of those kind of high upside late bloomer guys are the ones that kind of get hurt with the portal a little bit because, you know, some of those schools might not save the scholarship like they used to before. So with that being said, just knowing Florida's board, I don't know, like a Favor Edwin, you know, obviously I, I think he goes to Alabama or Auburn. And, you know, I think that's where he's leading probably Alabama and then Auburn number two. But, you know, Florida's on him probably longer than both those schools. Maybe that's a surprise. And, you know, you know this fan base. I mean, he's a three-star kid, so people have their things <laughs> to say. But as far as a real surprise that's like a five-four star, I just don't see it right now. Um, and I think just because the portal, they're going to, 
you know, save some of those spots for the portal. And then, uh, but hopefully I'm wrong though. Hopefully, you know, Florida does have something that works that no one knows about. And you guys can have a good surprise to kind of bank on. Good deal. Good there. Right there. All right, Corey, man. Uh, hey, great work you guys do there at, at, at on three Gators online. I know uh, I wake up in the morning and there's those, uh, you got early morning updates right there on on three, but what you guys got planned over the next couple of days and uh, letting Gator fans know what's going on in the recruiting world. Yeah, man. No, I'm up early. My toddler gets up about five or six, between <laughs> five and six every day. So I'm up early. But, um, you know, as far as each morning, I do these big notes, Intel pieces that I just empty out what's on my brain, man. Whatever I know or whatever I'm hearing, I just put it on the paper, especially this time of year. So we'll have that early in the morning. Um, we have reasons for optimism. You know, that's and then um, yeah, that's coming up in the morning from Keith. We'll have tons of stuff, sign decapsules, you know, flip watch and a bunch of different stuff, man. So I think over the next couple of days, we should have in the 30s and 40s, about, you know, that type of content, um, about that many pieces. So definitely stay tuned. All right, right there. Corey Bender on three, Gators Online, joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. Thanks, Corey. Yeah, thanks, Dave. All right, good stuff right there from Corey, getting you ready for early signing day. Some good news, some bad news, some flip candidates. Hopefully Florida hangs on to Hayes and Williams and all Sunday or Wednesday. We're just kind of overlooking, kind of maybe even going back and laughing a bit. <laughs> but uh, like it would, it's after the Filson me flip to Texas. You lose those two guys and, you know, without any surprises possibly for Florida could find themselves with a class outside of the top 10 in rankings. And look, rankings aren't everything. They go a long way. They they've t- they tell us a whole lot. Uh, there'd be some good pieces of this Florida class, but man, it'd be kind of hard to swallow. Billy Napier's um, going into his third season, uh, his third class right here. It would be falling out of the top 10 if that happens. So hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully, you know, it's, it's worth bringing up. You know, you, we'll, we'll discuss the angles here. And you hopefully those guys stay. Uh, and we're we're talking about a class that can be a difference maker, uh, but it will be hard to be a difference maker if you start losing some of the top part of this class. It's happened a little bit. Happened even more today on this Monday with Xavier Filson me flipping. And uh, that one, I, I liked him as a player. Um, as you heard Corey say, um, maybe, I, I, and look, one reason I liked him was because the athlete that he was. So um, raw athlete there, love what he was able to bring from tape and film review at, at the safety spot. So uh, but Gregory Smith right there on the horizon, the upside, very, very high. Maybe he makes his declaration for Florida. So yeah, at least body-wise make up there for a safety. But of course, asking Corey there, Florida would love to have both of these guys back there on the back end, of course, at the transfer portal uh, to bring in a safety. So numbers-wise, you know, Florida may be okay. Um, but at the same time, you know, feels to me one of the top players in the country uh, and no longer will be part of the Skaters 2024 class. So all right, guys, buckle up. It's going to be crazy. Never a dull moment, of course. A lot of roller coaster emotions going on the next couple of days. But hey, we'll have you covered right here Wednesday night. We will do. Will Miles will join me. We'll have our early signing day review, like we do every year. We'll take a look at the class. As I said, hopefully when we get together Wednesday night, these flips that we just talked about that could be possible away from Florida don't happen, and we're sitting here celebrating a pretty important big haul for Florida. But either way, we'll. Be- Doing you right here on Gators Breakdown Wednesday night, probably 8 30, 9 o'clock. We'll see what the start time is right there. But of course, I'll keep you updated on the socials. Speaking of socials, find me on, on uh, social media at Gator Dave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.